everybody, welcome to the Budget Cinema Podcast. This week we're going to talk about a film that's near and dear to my heart. Much like Citizen Kane, it's up there in my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it was released in April on April 20th, 1979 in the United States, April 2nd, 1978 in Italy. It's a, most, that's a pretty big spread. Um, running time in Italy is 118 minutes. The United States, 127 minutes. I think there's like 18 different cuts of this film, all total. Uh, the budget is uh, somewhere between 500000 and a million. We'll just go with that. And the box office was $55 million or plus, I'm sure, uh, which makes this a very big hit. Um, starring David Emge, Ken Forey, my favorite, uh, Scott Reiniger, Galen Ross, Written and directed by your friend and mine, George A. Romero. That's right. This week we're talking about the far superior 1978 version of Dawn of the Dead. They're still here. They're after us. They know we're still in here. They're after the place. They don't know why. They just remember. Remember that they want to be in here. What the hell are they? They're us, that's all. There's no more room in hell. What? This is something my granddaddy used to tell us. You know Makumbo? Furu. Granddad was a priest in Trinidad. He used to tell us, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. And to talk this film, talk about this film, there could be nobody else that I would have on the program. I, I, I thought long and hard, and I thought, you know, I got to have this guy back on my show, or a show, and we got to talk about something cool, and there only one thing popped into my mind uh, that we can fully agree on, uh, and that is the this this movie. Uh, Jamie Williams, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, sir. Oh. I, th- thank you for the kind of words. That's so sweet. This is, this is, this is, uh... One of those films that it's a it's a bond builder between people. Uh, it brings people together, man. It does. It does. And, and you know, I was rewatching it again, and I can never find the right cut to watch. Um, but it always ends up with the cut where the most, probably one of the most racist things ever in a film, when they're in the helicopter, and Franny says to, uh, to Peter, "Oh, are you leaving yeah. any brothers behind?" It's like, are those street brothers or regular brothers? I When I first saw it, I slapped my forehead like, George, no wonder you cut that shit out. I, I thought the scene was okay. I don't think it didn't... I, I think uh, uh, Peter's reaction deflates the situation. He knows what she meant. Like, she wasn't trying to be offensive. But I mean, like, I'm just saying it doesn't play... If, if that came out today brand new, you know? No, I mean, that, but... No, I think that, but that's that was seventy seven when or seventy six, seventy seven when they shot it. So, uh, I, I think it was just reflective of how people talked at the time, you know, because now people want to retroactively rewrite history all over the fucking place. You see these like movies set in the fifties with this contemporary characters, and you go, you know, those people weren't around. There might have been one or two, not as many as you think. You know right, what I mean? Like, right, right. But I think that this this back and forth would have been right. the uh, apocalypse mystique billboard of its day. Uh, uh, there would have been a fu- there would have been a fervor over fucking nothing. Was it really even a fervor? 
you know. Well, my whole thing, look, just we'll deviate for just a second so I can address this the apocalypse. Uh, yeah, bo- yeah, the, the two seconds is yeah, the, the the two seconds is grow a fucking pair of balls, you fucking pussies. This I okay, can put it, it that way, but that's that's all it is because it's like really. That's what you're complaining about, and they're like, not been... even, and they're and they're, they're they're taking it out of context because they don't see what she did to him right before he did that is doing that to her. And it's been in the entire marketing strategy from the start, as in a way of saying we might kill Mystique. Same thing Dark Knight Rises did; they pimped up uh, killing off one of their leads, well, their actual lead in that case. But how is it any different? It's like okay, and uh, whatever. And starting with last week's episode, we decided that we're not going to say, is this movie hold up? Because for fans like us, it has a special place in our heart. So it's going to hold up and we're going to look at it with eyes that a normal person wouldn't, I guess. Um, So we're just going to talk about whether or not it's still good. So I've changed the format of the show. I tweaked it just a little bit. Yeah. And I, well, I mean, that's that's an interesting question because I, I don't. I mean, does it hold up? I I've seen it in the last time I saw sat there and watched it, like from beginning to end, it was probably the um, four disc Divamax transfer from two thousand four. The fact that I know this is kind of weird. I have not seen any Blu-ray transfers of this movie, and so I don't know. I mean, I remember them at the time saying, "Boy, it helps the comic bookness of the movie," like the. Red blood looks like crayons, and the makeup looks way more blue and outlandish. And I don't know. I mean, but it's it's hard to say that though. It's a great movie. Oh, I love it. I love it to death. I, I it's one of those films that I can turn on and never get bored. Uh, to this day, uh, just a couple of things about it. Uh, let's look at the uh, here. Uh, it was filmed in uh, the Pennsylvania cities of Pittsburgh and Monroe. Primary filming was at the Monroeville Mall. Um, let's see where else. Um, this is Galen Ross's first movie, isn't it? I don't know. I thought I, you know, it's funny. I thought that was all their first movies. I think I think Ken Furry might have done a couple of things before. Uh, because I know that I noticed that because there's one part, and this is another. There's something that bugs me. Uh, by this point, Romero has made a few films. You know, yeah, he's made Martin. He's made Night of the Living Dead. Was there something else in between there? The crazy is always vanilla, yeah. and uh, Jack's wife slash season of the witch slash whatever that one distributor at the time called it. Right. So he's made a few films, and uh, he lets this movie come out with uh, the uh, one of the opening sequences when um, uh, David Emge's character. You know, I'll refer to him as Flyboy because that's how I. That's in my heart. He's he's always going to be Flyboy. When Flyboy shows up and and Fran looks at him and calls him by his real name. And then they leave it in. When she oh, calls yeah, him be- David. Yeah, I mean, that's movie mistakes, so it happens. Like, I, I don't, I mean, they had to have noticed, right? I mean, oh, they had a to, lot of it's very watch- blatant. I mean... That I that doesn't bother me. I mean, this is look. I mean, there's continuity mistakes in Dawn of the Dead. I mean, the one that comes to mind is the uh, uh, the keys falling out. You know, and they're uh, trying to get to the uh, department store. And the zombies are at them, and like in the background, you can see that the keys are supposed to be held up. Or no, they throw the keys off, and then they do an insert shot of like them having to grab the keys from a zombie's hand. And, and eh, I did like that, I did like that there was the big plot hole about how. Uh, uh, 
or the continuity mistake where he's wearing the jacket around his waist, and then the next sequence he's not wearing the right. jacket around his waist. So they worked in the yeah. whole uh, uh, screwdriver and the zombie's ear bit. Did you did you um, notice that before it was pointed out? No. See me, me too. I was like, you know, I was like, really? Huh? Like just. It's one of those subconscious things. Like if, if the movie works and you're flowing into it, you're usually even like the most astute, quote unquote, and I'm putting myself in that category. And just, just for this one example, <laughs> I don't think of myself as an astute guy, but, uh, you know, we'll just sort of let it go. Might not even catch you. Yeah. And then when they mention it, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Right on. Yeah, I mean, the one thing, and the other thing I'll add to it is, uh, you know, it, it might be the slow descent of Roger's madness. Although, again, as we talked about previously, like it is kind of tacked on. It's a little bit hinted at that moment when he kills the zombie, the way he kind of slowly loses his shit a little bit. Or you can just see the pause of like he almost lost it at that moment. Right, right. He, uh, his, his descent into madness is, is, probably one of the better ones on on film i think because it's so it's subtle you know and then it doesn't really he doesn't start going really crazy crazy till they start moving the trucks right it, well i mean again that's the uh, it's students and and for reasons i mean we know why obviously but it's it's what it is yeah now let's let's jump way ahead here because uh, there's an urban legend that they shot the act, the the, the alternate ending, but right. they never used it. But there's no footage of it. But now, and now I remember it, I watched Document of the Dead again, and he said George said he shot that they shot the alternate ending. Right. But where is it? Yeah. Um, in the vault. I mean, look, it, the, the negative could have disintegrated by now. I mean, there's just no telling where it is. I think to, I absolutely believe they shot it. Is it still around? I don't know. I mean, it would be great if someone could find it. I, I still believe in my heart of hearts that someone's going to find it because, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of lost shit that gets discovered out of nowhere. I mean, the the, the fabled lost cut of Metropolis was found. Um, just yesterday, like, uh, someone posted Day the Clown Cried footage. I saw that, yes. And I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> well, it was, for, it was yeah, it was for a German documentary. I said, yeah, that's my movie obsession. Actually, in terms of like lost material, it's like, well, Day the Clown Cried and the Dawn of the Alternate Ending. Yeah, so uh, it was a German documentary, and they got a hold of footage from the movie and played it. And they also talked to Jerry uh, Jerry Lewis, uh, Jerry Lewis, um, and what else? So they actually got some of the actors involved with the movie and talked to them and tried to restage some of the sequences with them at like fucking 80 years old, which is like, no, don't do that. They're old, man. Yeah, just to talk thing. to them. That's yeah. such a, like, I don't want to see that. That's just show me the goddamn footage and let Lewis talk. Like, that's all I, that's the two things I need. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I was just looking around on Tumblr and cause I'm not a Tumblr guy, but it's just amazing how I randomly found it. So just like from the documentary, um, because the German websites, um, so basically their public, their version of public broadcasting, they left it online for like a day and then they pulled it. And apparently I guess legal might've just stepped in and said, you actually can't play that footage. Well, once you put it online, (laughs) that's the thing. And I kept waiting and like, no one leaked it. And all of a sudden I found it was gifs of it or gif or however you pronounce the term. Um, 
of the footage. And I, I made a point of saving it on my laptop because it's like, yeah, I don't know how, how fast someone's going to find. And that Tumblr was back in like February. It's still up, but like, you know, one lawyer can find it and be like, uh, pull that shit. Right, right, exactly. Now, when it comes to the alternate ending of Dawn of the Dead, we did get something cool out of it. Uh, the the uh, headshot with the shotgun at the beginning of the film. Yeah. What what people may or may not know going in is that head is actually a is it a ca- full cast of Galen Ross? Yeah. But they made up to look like a uh, looks like a Latino man with a fro with a fro and a beard. Uh, and and full of anything that Tom Savini could find at the craft services table. And it's the it's about ten minutes into the movie, and it's the moment where you know that uh, shit is real. Yeah, that's because it takes you back. It, yep. com- it comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. You know what? Like, yeah, it's the definition of your jaw on the floor moment. And that's and that's the moment where you realize that at this point you either have to turn this movie off, or you're in it for the long haul. Yeah, exactly. Because and me all... seeing it as a nine, yeah, me seeing it like as a nine-year-old, like was just easily, you know, uh, oh my god. Yeah, this was definitely. Uh, I didn't see this until later because um, whenever I would see the trailer for it, you know, uh, the the scrolling words, and then they would show the the SWAT team footage. In the trailers, they didn't show too much of the of the four heroes. It was mainly a lot of footage of uh, the um, the SWAT attack on the tenement. Yeah, and just the general mayhem. Yeah, and they, some in a in a really good voiceover announcer. Yeah, that, that that he's what scared the shit out of me, and why I didn't watch these movies. But now that I went, then once I saw Dawn of the Dead, I was just I was hooked. I couldn't. Uh, I I mean, I, you walk into my my, I guess you call it a bedroom. I don't sleep in there anymore. But you know, the big old Dawn of the Dead poster on the wall, and it's the one thing that is you know. Uh, when, All right. So what's the poster of? It's it's the uh, um. The theatrical poster with the Dawn of the Dead. Okay. The, yeah. Um, with the star zombie. Yeah. Um, it, it's just one of those movies that people rally around and become enamored by. And, I mean, you got the, the score by Goblin, which is fucking amazing. Um, Great score and perfectly blended in with the uh, stock mall music. De- oh, definitely. Without question. And I love it. Now, is, is, is that music available separately? Like I'm surprised no one's. I'm assuming no one has done a, a compilation of that mall music just as a soundtrack by itself. I'll have to look that up because uh, let me see here. I'm going through a bunch of stuff. Uh, I do know that in Sh- in Shaun of the Dead, didn't they use the gonk? Uh, yes, they did during at the end with during the um, uh, like the TV show with the zombies. Yes. Yeah, that's uh. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, that's in the DeWolf Music Library, so uh, I wonder, I'm wondering if a lot of that stuff, if we just went to the DeWolf Music Library, it would be in there. Because that's where the stock You know what's funny? Stock you know what's, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry for interrupting. Um, I was going to say, like, you know, it's funny because as a kid, like my shop, local shopping mall was not as big, and it was one of the first shop. I think it was one of the early shopping malls in America, supposedly. I don't know when the mall thing really hit in America. I don't. I think it was maybe late 70s or mid 70s. But what I do remember, like having living overseas at the moment for the last near year now, is um, when I first walked into these malls, 
it is like the Dawn of the Dead Mall in terms of the vastness. And I remember looking over to my fiance thinking, yeah, you could barricade yourself in here and stay here for a year or two and have endless supplies. I mean, like, there's fucking grocery stores at these shopping malls, sir, at the bottom floor. And they're vast in their own right, plus additional food stores. And, you know, I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's crazy to think, like, yeah, so they actually weren't off the mark They, in terms of the logistics of how could this work? Like, no, you could really live at a mall in this, in this extreme circumstance. And what a lot of people don't realize is that the Monroeville Mall does not have those places where they set up house. They were filmed in two different locations, and right. that's just a testament to how uh, seamless Romero made it look. That's right. There are no fucking rifle stores in the shopping mall, like anywhere. Yeah, and there's no uh, uh, little apartments or whatever the way they they set things up where they came in through the roof. Those aren't actually in the mall. They're on a set like a few miles away, I think. Um, and uh, I, th- well, I'm trying to remember uh, exactly when they had to shut down for Christmas. That's when they yes. shot. That's when they shot the tenement stuff. The tenement stuff, and I believe the um, the TV station stuff. Okay, yeah, uh, that that right there. You going in when you start watching that movie, and you see the TV station stuff. Right away, you're just like, oh, okay, what the hell am I in for? Because you know you got people yelling about the supers on the, you know, and and that's the thing is, it's kind of like you. you in a way, there is the. We were talking about this before we started recording about like the the the, the universes that these studios are building now. Romero had one long ago. When because if you think about it, they're talking about all like the supers on the radio on the TV stations and things weren't really that bad during Night of the Living Dead. If you wanted to get away, you could get away. You know, they they, they also they, the end of that. Yeah, they tried to have it under control, and then, I can I can well. You know, the, yeah, the ending, the ending of that movie was basically saying that, okay, we don't worry. I mean, as disturbing as it was, put that aside, what happened to poor Ben and all that shit and how scared you are at the end. And in terms of, are they, they have a hold of it. Like, no, they, we've got it. We've taken care of it. Like, it's okay. We're good now. It becomes one of those things, like, when it comes to history books, like, remember that time when the fucking zombies came back? You know? But like most things with the dealing with the government, they got out of hand again, and that's when it broke, exactly. broke down ten ten years later. Yeah, I'm curious how long it takes. I mean, I like the fact that you don't really know how long it's supposed to be. And I remember when I saw, first saw Dawn of the Dead, or one of their first times I saw it, they have a shot of they're in the countryside, and I don't know what that building is, but it looks like a farmhouse. And I remember thinking, like, is that the Night of the Living Dead house? Right. And, uh, you know... It wasn't, but it, like I, I'm, I'm sure it was put there for a purpose. Like, you know, unfortunately now if that movie was made today, that that would literally be the Night of Living Dead House because oh, they'd yeah. be like, no, have it. It's like, no, don't do that. Let our minds, our minds can come up with such a better movie than you ever could imagine. You know, Definitely. I don't want. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to see the Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead crossover movie. Like, no, it's just dumb. Like, they're dead. Okay, that's that's. <laughs> What happened to the characters afterwards? They're dead. Well, and that's like you mentioned, the, you know, crossover, and it's like, okay, you get the little shot of a farmhouse when they're flying over the rednecks uh, in dawn. Right. And then in day, they say the shopping malls are all closed, which is a nod to dawn. And that's all you need. You don't need anything more than that. Well, the nod is, the, the line is fine. The, 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 where they crossed the line was the, the mall music. Yeah. That yeah. was like, what? Like, Mm, no, yeah. although I, I tried, I tried watching Day of the Dead with the uh, when I watch, I haven't watched it in years, obviously, but when I have watched it, it was usually with 
every fan commentary, and it, I got a lot out of it, actually. Really? Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool, like, sitting and talking to a guy who grew up when the the films were prevalent, saw it on opening weekend, and, yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of cool to have a, a filmmaker-slash-fan perspective. I wish more movies could do that, actually. Well, I'm actually, we're actually going to be doing a, uh, uh, and I'm, don't worry, I can keep this in. And this is, I guess this is a big uh, announcement, but we're going to be doing at some point, we're going to find a movie and we're going to do a commentary for it. Oh, yeah, we've done that. That's, it's fun. What, have you decided what movie? Well, we were thinking or about. What are you leaning towards? We're, we were thinking about The Great Outdoors just because it's a fun movie and uh, it was the first episode and we, we just kind of. Uh, Everybody we bring it up to is like, oh, you love that movie. And then you look on Rotten Tomatoes, like, then why the fuck is it at 40%? Well, I mean, look, there's, it's, it's weird how, like, certain movies have, like, this nostalgia thing, man. Like, I, I like, uh, what was that movie? Heavens. Newsies. Like, that's, right. that's a big movie for people. And, like, it came out and bombed. I think it came out, like, in 92, 93. Um, I, I vaguely knew about it as a kid. I remember the VHS cover art. There was a, an old friend of mine who grew up loving Christian Bale, and that was her reference point. Like she loved him starting from that movie, and then we're so, and then now it's a huge musical play, like on Broadway or was. So, it's, it, but that nostalgia dollars, it's it can be kind of tricky though, because you're not really, it's not really the movie. Sometimes, sometimes it really is just your youth you're remembering. Um, some films, as you said earlier, in terms of holding up, they don't hold up. Right. Um, uh, not to spoil it for a future show you might do, and we didn't, this was not discussed, by the way, for you kids out there uh, listening, um, but The Goonies doesn't hold up. We were thinking about that, but if that's what, if we are going to do it, it's going to be down the line, because uh, apparently I need to see Real Genius first. Uh, I was told that uh, well, that's def- that's an episode coming up. I have never seen it, so okay. yeah, that's going to be an interesting episode. Um, but uh, no, well, I, we're Monster, Monster Squad doesn't hold up. And what's funny is we brought. I don't know if you uh, if if folks uh, uh, um, realize this, but if I remember correctly, Shane Black did a pass on a script for Monster Squad. He's credited. He co-authored the script, which is hilarious. Because uh, nobody tries to shoot themselves with a hollow tip point bullet. Um, nobody. That f- might have been cut out. It might, or, or when he jumps off the uh, the building with the guy handcuffed to him, or you know, or when the Mandarin's a, uh, a really a British guy acting. Um, I digress, though. I digress. Uh, real quick here before we get going, don't forget to head over to patreon.com forward slash Ron Pertee and you can help support this and the Ron Pertee show. And I got another show coming out. It's a giant clusterfuck of podcast stuff. Uh, and I'm, and I'm not even Kevin Smith. Uh, just a couple of people I'd like to point out, uh, Becky Finestead and Cinema Warriors XP for their constant donations every month that I, I thank you all. You're all fantastic individuals. And if I could tongue kiss you, I would, but it would might be weird, especially for for me. But anyway, let's get. Well, to, you have to get to know, yeah, you have to get to know him first. You know? Yeah, I'll take you out to dinner, and then maybe a little hanky panky. Just maybe if a little you bit. if you hit it off, if if you if you have a good conversation, shit, you have to have chemistry, man. This is true. This is true. Okay, so now, you don't want to end up. You don't want to go to the clinic the next day. <laughs> of course, no, you don't. 
All right, now I, this is a the part in the show we've uh, just started uh, when we recorded an episode earlier. Uh, I, I'm, you're just learning about it now. Uh, part in the show where I ask you, would you recommend the 1978 version of Dawn of the Dead? Totally, absolutely. It's what actually, you know what? I, it's one of those movies that I kind of want to show my nephew one day. Uh, I uh, but it depends on what his mindset is. I mean, right now he's uh, six. So obviously I'm not going to show him at that age, but he might not be into horror movies. Like as a kid, I got into horror movies around 10 or 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So hardcore. If if Drew happens to be hardcore into him, I'll totally sneak the fuck it, sneak the shit out of a copy to him, and like don't tell your mom. Um, my brother-in-law would probably be cooler about it. He'd be like, yeah, don't tell your mom. But anyway, um, anyone else? I'm not really sure. It's so weird though, and uh, this conversation is going to come up, but it's like. There is that thing of um, how much are they going to say? Oh, I saw that on The Walking Dead. Oh, you know? you know what? Let's 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 talk about this for a second. First off, I'm going to say yes. I recommend this film with a caveat. Um, if you are not a Romero fan, you're kind of going to go into it lackluster, I think, because a if you haven't seen it by now, The Walking Dead will have ruined this movie for you. Yeah, plain and simple. Um, so go in with a fresh mind when you watch it. Uh, now let's let's talk about this piece of shit on TV that they call The Walking Dead. <laughs> yes, let's talk about it. Let's, I, let's do it. I I tried because I love the comic. I tried so hard. I I gave this show till the middle of season four. I really did. <laughs> longer than a friend of mine who gave it past like the end of the first season. He's like, that's it. I'm done. Wow. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He gave the up. The first he, season's great. He gave up after the CDC. Um, and yes, there's going to be spoilers when we talk about walking dead, just because I don't give a fuck. Um, okay. but no, I, uh, even Romero is, somebody asked him about it. I think at one point and he was just like, uh, uh, you know, he kind of gave it a real kind of like, meh. But now he's got his own TV show coming out, Empire of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm kind of looking forward to. That has vampires and zombies. So, no. 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 Ron, don't. <laughs> I'm going to support the old man. He doesn't have much time left. All he does is drink coffee and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I... We'll, we'll get into this one off camera. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to talk about this shit aloud. But, yeah. but okay, so Walking Dead. I mean, they sit there and it, it, people are like, well, it's got to be different from the comic. Yeah, but, True. but it's got to be good. Well, something has to happen. Nothing happens. Like, that's the, okay, so that's the thing. And okay, so what season are we in? Six? Seven. I, I honestly don't know. I don't care at this point. That's how bad it got. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's, okay, that's good enough. So like, I loved the first season, and like I was religious into it, and I knew of the show when it was announced. And my my focal point, my reference point, was Frank Darabont as the showrunner. Right. And I'm a big Frank Darabont fan. So I'm like, oh great. And it's like, oh, wait, it's so zombies, and it's influenced by George Romero, and it's and I knew so I know that Frank was gonna really homage you know the Romero films and stuff, and which he does respectfully, yeah. uh, while doing his own thing. Not like they're doing now. Exactly. That's true, actually. And so I loved the first season. Second season was boring, and it was one of those weird cases where I remember at the time 
they cut the budget. Like, they wouldn't amp the budget, even though it was a huge juggernaut, and they spent all their money on Mad Men. And I remember even at the time thinking, look, I could put my critical analysis, my, like, I, I, I've been told by friends of mine that I think like an executive, which I guess I'm going to take this as a compliment. <laughs> okay. And I, I remember sitting there thinking, okay, this makes no sense. The Mad, Mad Men does not win ratings. It, has, it wins prestige. Now, it's a great show, and I, I, I'm very big fan of Mad Men, but that's an acquired taste. And just because it won a bunch of fucking Emmy Awards doesn't mean everyone's going to really be into it. It makes no sense to me that you have this juggernaut smash and you're cutting the budget where you're spending all your money on Mad Men just to pay the actors and make the showrunner happy. It made no sense to me. Right. Now, clearly, there, someone's making money off that, but it just didn't make any goddamn sense to me. And so you see, what you get a result is that second season of Walking Dead, which is just, I mean, the joke I said at the time was, oh, yeah, I watch Herschel's Farm. Like, that's Basically. what the show is. Yeah, and nothing happened. In the book, and they're not even I, there that long. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but so the second season lost me, but I still watched. And then the third season really got shit. They picked the shit up. And... Okay, so when, I think the third season was like it was it picked up a lot and it was actually pretty good overall. But then I believe there was a season that ended. The big season finale was them getting captured by cannibals or something. Was that season three? Oh, uh, oh god! You were talking about Walking Dead's making me tired. Um, I uh, I think it was the end of season three. It was ter- that was the whole Terminus bullshit. Um, okay. And that was just, ugh. Now, here's the thing. There was here's... a point where I just, well, I kept, well, see, the thing is, I kept missing episodes for work because my job involved just, like, all crazy hours, and I found myself less and less interested in catching up. And then I just, I stopped watching because it was already getting boring anyway. And the thing about the show is, um, we're not, okay, I, I, we're not, I'm not trying to get into another tirade or anything in the conversation, but I'm just going to use this as a, as a reference point is the stuff that Max Landis said about The Force Awakens. I get what he's talking about. I respectfully disagree with the man, but I totally get what he's talking about. Like, I get it. What he is saying, the Mary Sue controversy, is absolutely the, is the issue with Walking Dead. There is no conflict, because you have your core cast of characters, and you're never going to kill them, because the show has no balls. And I keep hearing people complaining about it, and, I'm, and I always ask, oh, is so-and-so still on? Yeah. So-and-so? Yeah. So-and-so? Yeah. All right, so then why are you still watching? There's no conflict. I mean, like, now... And, that's why, and is... that's why you go and you go and you watch Dawn of the Dead, which exactly. where George had a fucking sack on him when he made this movie. Uh, first off, G- Galen Ross's character goes in there not knowing what the fuck's going on with a weapon, learns how to use a gun... You know, over the course of the film, she gets proficient in it. She gets good at it, but it's over time. She just just isn't automatically awesome with a weapon. And they had the balls. Right. They they killed off, uh, you know, Reiniger, and they killed off Flyboy. And Flyboy was arguably the greatest zombie ever. That fucking oh my god! Yeah. When he left that elevator, was just like the 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 Lon Chaney of zombies. I think Romero called him the the leg and the and what always stood out to me was the the dangling gun and his finger. Like that was just like the touch of ooh, like so genius. It, it was so great. And I love how when you watch Document of the Dead, he's in the flyboy like the the zombie flyboy makeup the whole time. Like when they're which today him. would be yeah, which today would be considered like spoilers. Oh, good. You, know, it's like, like, you can't do anything about spoilers. No. 
That's my other big issue with today is like the spoiler spoiler <laughs> culture. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucked. It is. It's, the movie is the movie is forty years old. You know. Oh like, god, that makes me old. feel that makes me feel super old. Okay, well, it's not forty years old yet. It's like thirty-seven. Well, I'm thirty-seven. 30. <laughs> you know what's well, funny right, is it, it it came out like uh, it came out like a week before my before I was born. So I was I mean, about to say I was about to say it came out the same year as you. Yeah, it, it did. <laughs> it really did. Except that it came out a little bit easier than I did. I think because I was. I mean, uh... I I think of the big. That's right. I think of the big release of Seven Nine. I think of like you know Apocalypse Now, Kramer versus Kramer, Dawn of the Dead, and Rock I mean, there you go. Boom. That's the. A... Well, I mean, also my my partner uh, on the on the site, Peter, was born seventy nine. My cousin Christie's born seventy nine. So my parents got married in seventy nine. So it's a big year. That's a great year. It's a fantastic year. Star Trek nineteen forty one. That'll be a that'll be my next appearance. I'm sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing but screaming. No. Nothing but screaming. But uh, <laughs> but Jamie, thank you so much for being on the program. It's been a blast uh, touch, touching base with you again. It's, we know we've been talking, but we haven't like hooked up like this uh, in a while and uh, talking about arguably the greatest zombie movie ever made. So yeah. if, if you haven't seen it, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, go and you know what? There's like four different versions on YouTube that you can just watch. There's a big one on YouTube that's, that is, we talked about this off air before, and it's amazing. Yeah, now, and it has two million views. That's a two and a half hour long one. Or that's almost, no, it's that's almost Yeah, extended hours. Yeah, extended hours. It's the one with every cut imaginable. Like, it's like every, someone literally just found every material, which is cool just to see it, cause, but it does not cut together. Like, you'll notice, like, shots repeat themselves, so it's clearly a fan edit. Oh yeah, definitely, and 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 it's just, uh, and I don't understand why the U- U.S. wasn't okay with seeing Fran's boobies, but apparently Europe was okay with it. That was weird how they did that. I think I feel like that was just a choice. Like Meryl's like, yeah, I don't want that, because I mean, like the movie was unrated; it didn't matter. Yeah, but Argento was like, oh no, 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 we put in the boobies. That was my. That best. was very Argento. Yeah, that was good. I, I I was I was I was closing my eyes and I was like. <laughs> It was so so weird. It was... Oh my god! <laughs> all, right. all right, Jamie, it's been a blast. We'll have to have you back uh, soon if, if you can sure. think. If you think another movie you want to ramble on for a half an hour, you let me know. Everybody, I, I want to. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's. T- I'm sure there's tons of them. I'm sure there's tons of them. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Don't forget to head over to the Patreon page and, and show your support for all the podcasts here on the on the Per TV Network. <laughs> you like that? You like that per TV? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Uh, and 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 thank you for listening. Uh, it's people like you that uh, you know you right there. Yeah, g- g- put the sandwich down while I'm talking, please. Come on, it's people like you who uh, make this kind of stuff possible. And uh, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Let's Get It Ron. And where can they follow you on Twitter, Jamie? Oh, at Film Nerd Jamie. You can hear my ramblings about David Cloud Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's where we're going to end it. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.